Welcome to Spiritual Coach. I'm the host with the most repping the Holy Ghost, Brandon Tribble. I appreciate you stopping by. Now let's get to work on them spiritual muscles. Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Coach. Today we're talking about training up your children. Before we really get into this, I just want to say this is a very sensitive issue. I know that going into it, it can offend sensibilities. Some people have very different raising methods. But hopefully, if you begin this study with me with an open mind and open spirit to what God says in His Word, it won't be as big of a strain on your emotions, and you can accept it openly and willingly. But with that said, parents have a very strong duty for raising your kids, raising the next generation. The duty of raising another spiritual being that will go on living after your sphere of influence, good or bad. Go on existing after you are dead and gone. Even after they are dead and gone, where will they be spiritually? from your measure of influence. Now as we go through these scriptures, I, I, my prayer is that you will not see this coming from just another human trying to think, uh, they know better than me. They know more than me. They're trying to say that what I do isn't good enough. But rather, uh, another Christian brother parroting what the Word says, what God Himself has said that we should do in raising our children. Our first scripture is in Deuteronomy 6, 6-9. through 9. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now what is very interesting here is as you see this collection of words here, he is trying to illustrate that God's word should ever be on our lips. And as we're teaching our children, we're constantly pointing to them and showing them and directing them back to God and His Word and His ways and His will and it's all encompassing. And whether you're talking to them in your house or you're walking down the street or you're lying down to go to bed at night and you're talking and you're praying uh, about what God has done that day or whatever. Uh, when you rise up, God, what do you want me to do for you today? And, and, and always have it ever before you. And uh, I like how it says, you shall write these on the doorposts of your house. Basically, you know, in our modern day, it would be uh, maybe a scripture hanging on the wall or a cross. But it's just everywhere they look in your home or everywhere they look, wherever you're at or your car, it's just God is there. And this is supposed to be a, a constant theme in your raising of your children that God is there. God is always before us. God is always on our minds. He's always on our hearts. He's always on our spirit. And we are always to live for Him. And this should be uh, the basis, the foundation for your training in the Lord. 
training your children in the Lord. But here's another one. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that means we got to get them while they're young. Uh, not that God can't get them when they're older. Eventually down the road it can happen, but uh, their best chance is if you start training them when they're young. You get them thinking and, and, and focused on the ways of God now. And then when they're older, even if for some reason they, they're like the prodigal son and they leave, they will come back. Or they won't even leave it to begin with. That's what we're shooting for. Uh, but parents, be diligent in your training of your children in the instruction of the Lord and reinforce God's word at all times that you can. Be an example you would want your children to follow. So monkey see, monkey do. Whatever you do, whatever you say, that's what your children will do. Even if you've told them, don't do as I do, do as I say. Uh, that's not going to work. They may, they may abide by that when your eyes are on them, but... When you leave, uh, they're going to do whatever you've trained them to do by your actions and by what you've said. So you got to be on your best behavior, parent. you got to own up to this responsibility. Remember, you're raising the next generation. You're raising uh, a spiritual being. <clears throat> Some of the best leaders are good followers. Follow Jesus Christ to the best of your ability. Your children will pick up on that, and then they will try to do the same. Prepare them for their eternity. This life is fleeting and it will be over before you know it, but eternity goes on forever. So make sure you are training them and preparing them for that. Don't neglect the most important thing in their lives, that being teaching them to have a good and healthy relationship with the Lord. Amen? Let's go to our next one, Ephesians 6, 1-4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Now what does admonition mean? That basically means a gentle or friendly reproof, counsel or warning against fault or oversight, a criticism or warning about behavior. So you're basically constantly training your children. You're constantly training them to walk in the ways of the Lord, to live for God, to always have Him before you. And you're going to have to correct them. Now, how is this correction going to go about? Uh, sometimes people have differing views on how they're supposed to correct their kids, how they're supposed to punish their children. But what does the Bible say? Now, you can always listen to the new guru about what's the best scientific way of raising your children, but uh, science doesn't always get it right. But who does get always get it right? I would say that would be God, right? Let's all agree on that. God knows what he's talking about. So let's listen to what God has to say coming from the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon. We're going to go to Proverbs 22, verse 15. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Uh-oh, the rod. That's some people already squirming in their seats at home. They're listening. Oh, I don't want to hit them. I don't want to spank them. 
they don't receive that well. They don't respond to it. That's what the modern generation of parents will say. They don't respond. They don't. I've tried. It didn't work. Oh, well, you didn't try hard enough, folks. It may hurt you more than it hurts them, but you need to keep using that rod of correction. And this theme is not over. Continuing. Proverbs 23, 13, and 14. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Now, of course, this isn't like a thorough beating, like where you beat them unconscious or anything like that, but it is a good spanking. It's a good whooping. Uh, we've got away from that, parents. Uh, our, the older generations know all about giving your kids whoopings, but for some reason, this younger generation's too scared to do it. And unfortunately, we're raising a bunch of spoiled brats. And the Bible talks about in these end times, people will uh, be despisers of parents, despisers of good, and they'll be lovers of themselves. And it's probably because of the lack of discipline. But we're not done. Proverbs 29, verse 15, the rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Mothers, even fathers out there, don't let that shame come upon you because you have not spanked your children. Give them whippings. They need it, believe it or not. As the last scripture we read, it says it will deliver them from hell. So if you think about it, man, I'm doing something good to protect them, even though it hurts right now, it's going to protect them in the long run. Proverbs 29, verse 17, Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. Correct them, spank them, punish them. Don't just let them rule the roost. They're not in charge of being the parent you are. Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Now, this one I really want to spend some time on. It's very important for us to understand as parents that when you spare your rod from your son, although you think, I don't want to hurt them, I don't want to cause them pain, in the long run, you are hurting them worse than that little minor pain that they may cry maybe five, ten minutes and then they're done. But in the long run, you will be hurting their spirits. You will be damaging them. And it says that it equates it to this, that if you spare the rod, you actually hate them. Now let's look at this for a, for a second. A lot of people like to not talk about religion with family because they don't want to hurt feelings. They don't want to upset their family member. But what if you had a loved one who was going to hell and you never shared the gospel with them? But to keep the peace, you never talked about Jesus. And they always had a smile on their face. They always had a good time around you. You always had a good time with them. And, and y'all had a good maybe, what, 70, 80, 90 years with them? And then they die, and then what happens? They go to hell. And you never see them again. You go to heaven, they go to hell. What would be worth to you as you think about those two correlations? The time that you have on this earth being pleasant with them or being able to spend time with them in eternity? Is it worth you sharing the gospel? Even though it may cause division now, even though it may cause anger now, even though it may cause frustration, upsetness, what is 
what is the true worth? What has the most value? And I believe if you answer that honestly, it's I want to see them in heaven, so I should share with them the gospel now. Well, in the same way, it may cause your children upsetness, sadness, anger, frustration at you, but in the long run, you're showing them great love because you are training them in what is right and wrong. And they will take that into their adulthood and how they live in this world with society and with God. They will learn to respect you through your discipline, through your punishment. Amen. If you really love your children, you will discipline them promptly. Proverbs 19 verse 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope. And let not thy soul spare for his crying. Don't be so upset or bothered by their crying. No, while there's still hope, you spank your kids. You chasten them. That's punishment. You give them those whoopings so that later on in life, they learn how to be a controlled individual. Believe it or not, we are born into sin and there's certain things that need to be reined in. And in our children, they need to learn that there will be consequences for your actions. But if you always just let them off and there's no punishment, there's no whippings, they're not going to learn. If we don't teach our children to follow Jesus, the world will teach them not to. You ever heard that before? That's a scary thought. Let's look at this scripture, Matthew 19, 13 through 15. Then the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed from there. God wants the kids. God loves the children. And it is our duty as parents, as God has entrusted these souls into our care, these little spirit beings who are growing up, who have an eternity waiting for them, whether it's heaven or hell. It is our duty and responsibility to train those children in the ways that God has instructed. Not by some philosopher, not by some therapist or some self-help book that told us how we should raise our kids and train them and discipline them, but how God has said to do it. It is our duty as a Christian to follow that roadmap and that manual and do our best in training them the way that God has said. Listen to this scripture. Matthew 18, 6 and 7. Whoever causes one of these little ones or children who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses come. It says God is going to repay you if you teach those little ones to sin. So parents, it is your responsibility to be the best example. We are to be the best examples for our children. And parents, you are the best examples your children will ever see because they're around you the most. We need to be examples in all things concerning the Lord, going to church, reading the Bible, praying, serving God, living righteously, not just on Wednesdays and Sundays. Every single day they need to see you as their best example, living for God. 
to the best of your ability. Yes, we will stumble, and maybe it'll even be good for them to see you stumble, but come back and do the right thing. Come back to what is righteous, amen? Come back and serve God to the best of your ability. Yes, we're going to stumble. Yes, we're going to sin and make mistakes. But get back to doing what is right. Amen? And let that be a grave responsibility to you that you consider I will train my child in the ways of the Lord. And I will do my very best. And even though I may have to punish them and spank them, it will be for their good in the long run. And truly, when I do this, it will be because I love them. Amen. Hopefully this teaching wasn't too hard on you, parents. Hopefully you're saying, yes, I need to do this. But I pray that God will give you some measure of help in this area because we all need it. It is a grave responsibility, but hopefully you own up to it and see that, hey, God has entrusted this to me, so I need to do the best I can. But anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay tuned to the next one. See you later.